Are we there yet? I really, really have to pee. Mom, she's on my side of the seat. That's not fair. She's hogging all the seat. Are we there yet? Mm, my stomach hurts. Are we there yet? Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Are We There Yet? The family podcast for adults. People who are ready for the dead season of summer to be over. And isn't it funny when it's wintertime, everybody's like, oh, I can't wait for summer so I could swim, we could sleep in, and then summer gets here, and I was like, yeah, I'm over it. I'm not, you know what, winter doesn't bother me that bad. Summer bothers me. Winter just means that I'm more likely to convince you to have sex because you're cold. Cut it out. like, all right, I'm cold, let's do it. In the summertime, you're like, I'm hot, get away. I hate being hot, I know. I know. I'm saying, and yet, your solution to being hot is to just pack fans around you. Turn the air conditioning, pack fans all around you, and then snuggle under the sheets. I know. That's stupid. I like the option. Remember when we were talking about that the other day? How I was talking about things that don't that you put up with when you're married that you would not put up with out of somebody you were what? not married to. That's having on, fans that's on, my on list. And, war- and having a sheet on. Here's I don't the think thing. that's that uncommon. I think it's ridiculous. And if we weren't married, I would just go, that's dumb. I'm not, no. Mm-mm. I'm not having that. You're hot. Why do? You, why is your solution to being hot to overshoot the cooling so that you have to wear a blanket? That's dumb. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. Because you know, if you still get too hot, then you can just throw right, no, the blanket off. Done. You see, this episode number six hundred seven switches. I need to find some switches and flip them on you. What up? Flip, 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 flip. Nothing wrong with me. Your ridiculous switches need to be flipped off. Most of your stuff's normal, but you have ridiculous things. They got to go. What ups? Don't start with me. They want to call us. Where can they call us? They can call our Google line at 214-267-9899. Email. show at gmail.com. Thanks, Amazon, for being our sponsor. Cole's trying to get us to go to Dragon Con. No. Aw. <laughs> Make it Gen Con and I would consider it. You know? Maybe. I would consider it. It's more fun. Dragon Con's kind of like the weak bitch sister to Gen Con. Sorry. Speaking of weak bitch sisters, I heard you almost got run over by a car. What kind of pussy gets run over by a car? Shut up. Would Harley call it my fault? Did you get the hell out of the way? Well, yeah. Okay, here's the thing. I'm waiting for you. Right. Outside of a building. Pretty much almost right up against the building. Right. I mean, I can't really get much farther out of the way, right? You could have been inside. Okay, I could have been inside. Yeah. I could have been in a vehicle, or perhaps maybe I should have sucked shelter in a... Sought shelter. Sought shelter. <laughs> okay, what the sought hell? Sought shelter in a cart. Is that what yeah, I need to do? Yeah, Start you can hide in, in a, a cart. A grocery cart? I don't think that's going to save you in the event of a car accident, though. Just so I you know. I don't think so either. Or you'll get blown so. down the road. So I'm there, minding my own business, in this, like, tan sedan... It's coming kind of in the wrong direction, for one thing, for <laughs> the flow of traffic. Kind of going the wrong way. Kind of going the wrong way, going a little bit too fast, and pulls up rather close to the building, pretty well missing me by about a foot, something like that. This is one of those things that's become more and more common, and I don't understand it, okay? There's a very definite way to load and unload at a store, right? If you need to unload people, you need to come in on the uh, the lane closest to the store, right? Right. Pull past the doors mm-hmm. and let people out. You don't just come in whatever fucking direction you want to, like you're going to crash through the door, slam on the brakes, and have people come flying out of the car. It's right. very annoying. So I'm thinking, what is 
this guy up to? So the car is running. He opens the driver's side door. Right. A female gets out of the passenger side door. Was she big? They just leave the window, the doors open. Was she a big girl? No. Okay. What does Was that he, have to do I, with anything? I, I'm just curious. No. Normal curious. size individuals, okay? If I had a girl that knew how to drive, I would not drive. Like, if you knew how to drive, I would stop driving. I would just be in the passenger seat all the time. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I'm thinking, well, this is just really weird. Okay, what are they doing? Are they both going to go inside the store? <laughs> they're just going to leave the car, leave the car running with the doors Maybe it's open. an armed robbery. Maybe they're about to I kick in the door. Really weird. Throw on some masks and start shooting the place up. No. So she gets out, and I'm thinking, oh, okay, she's dropping him off, but he insisted on driving. Okay, that's not good. And so now she's going to get in the driver's seat. Okay, mm-hmm. so fine. So she comes around, and they're messing around, messing around. I mean, he's, like, getting his stuff out of the car, taking his old sweet time. Now, mind you, they're, like, totally blocking the flow of track. They don't give a crap. Right. And Why would they care? Well, I know. I mean, that's the whole thing. Why People anymore, they just don't give a fuck. They're like, you know what? I'm fine where I'm at. You don't like it? Fuck off. Now, so then here comes the kicker, okay? The guy gets all of his stuff out. Then he reaches in to, like, the middle console between the two front seats. Right, where you store your dope and your guns. Yeah, whatever. And he pulls out an eye patch and puts the eye patch on. Now, remember, folks, he was the one that was driving, so I'm thinking, what the hell? But when you're driving, are you, you gotta, supposed to be driving? You gotta have you both took eyes. the eye patch off just in case you got pulled over, so they wouldn't think there was anything wrong with your eye. Right, you have to have both eyes when you're driving. Yes. I mean, don't be ridiculous, Kim. Jesus. I was like, what the hell? And then you put the patch on when you're walking. That made no no sense. He shouldn't have been driving. If she was there anyway, why didn't she drive? Weird. People are weird. Maybe she doesn't know how to drive very well. Maybe it's actually safer that he drive with one eye and one shitty eye. Than to let her drive it all. I have no idea. I just, I, I just thought it was bizarre. I've seen bizarre things before, but, you know, people, come on, get a clue. It's if like, you have no depth perception because yeah, you're basically well, missing one eye, how about you not get behind the wheel? Right, why, why are Thanks. you driving? I did see a guy the other day driving a motorcycle, though, that had only had one good hand. Uh, that's probably not a good idea either. Yeah, I didn't look too close. It looked like he might have had the clutch relocated to a foot, which is kind of odd. Because your feet are already busy. Right. Like, one foot's shifting gears, one foot's the brake. It's I guess, like... I mean, they can pretty well retrofit most things now for people with disabilities, right? I don't think... Except, you know, if you're missing an eye. I don't, I don't think a motorcycle is the best place for people with disabilities. I'm not trying to be mean. Well, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, it's like I keep seeing old people driving motorcycles. And I just look at him and go, dude. I mean, the the big problem, like, in a few years, I'm going to move up to a bigger motorcycle. Not soon. Just fucking relax. But in a few years, I'll move up to something that's a little bit bigger than the one I've got. Okay? The the motorcycle I have weighs 600 pounds. Right? When I move up to a bigger one, it's going to weigh about 800 pounds. When I'm 70 years old, I'm not going to feel comfortable trying to haul 800 pounds of anything around. Right. On, on wheels or not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I see these old dudes all the time riding them. They get off and it's like they're they're all fucking gimpy. They're limping and shit. I'm like, dude. <laughs> Don't you build up like the motorcycle muscles after a while if you ride it enough? You do. Right? Like your your legs get stronger, but you're you're only gonna be so strong. And those hips on old people are notoriously oh, weak. That is true. 
You know, and like when you go to lean your bike over or something, one day maybe you don't lean it quite right. Uh oh, snap! There goes your hip. Is that also, a technical muscle group, by the way? Motorcycle muscles. Yeah. You think my gastroenterologist would be impressed if I flexed them? Well, there's a reason why chicks who ride motorcycles are hotter than chicks who don't. It's because of the motorcycle muscles, your inner thighs. Very nice. I'm just saying, gives you a better grip. But yeah, I, I I don't I don't know why people think it's okay to drive vehicles when they're in no condition to be driving the vehicle. You had a bad eye, you can't really see, which I know there's a lot of. I get very nervous when I see old people driving and they got those fucking welders goggles on. You know the big the big yeah. huge fucking sunglasses. Y- your eyes are so light sensitive that you have to wear. No, they just look cool. They're making a fashion I don't statement, know, man. It just concerns me because, like, you're driving and you need those big goggles and it's getting on towards dusk and soon you're just going to be fucking blind. Yeah, that's not good. Okay, so here's something that made me want to kind of gouge my own eyes out. People say that, but I don't think anybody really does it. Yeah, I don't think so either. But Just crazy people. It made me pretty much crazy, yeah. Uh, I had to take thing three to the store because, as we discussed before, it's back-to-school shopping. A couple weeks ago, I took Thing 2. Bad enough, right? But Thing 3 is the worst. And I had to buy socks, underwear, bras, uh, tennis shoes, and, like, gym clothes. Yeah, when you told me about like this, this trip. Like, this whole bundle of suck. I told me about this trip. I was like, good, you just go. <laughs> I, oh, I don't want any part of this. I don't know what's going to happen, but I know it's not going to be good. It was torture, absolute torture. And I'd actually mentally prepared myself for it, knowing that it was going to be difficult, but I didn't really How want can you to... prepare yourself for the horror that is her shopping for? I, I just, I, I can't even imagine. She has enough trouble with clothes that she's been wearing her whole life. Now you're going to try to add an entirely new garment? I know, but, but here's <laughs> the thing. You know, she needs certain things. She's not going to get away with wearing black go-go boots and PE in middle school. Not going to happen. <laughs> oh. Ever since, you know, she left fifth grade, I've been working every day to get her to mentally prepare for the fact that things <laughs> are going to be different. Right. And... She was throwing fit about the bra, and I, I was just like, you know what? Fine. I won't buy you a bras, and people will make fun of you because you're not wearing a bra, and then you can deal with that however you want. Pick. You can't have it both ways because it's going to happen. I'm trying to spare her the embarrassment because it's that weird age. You know, she doesn't really need one yet, but she's going to have to start wearing them. She's got to get used to it. Mm-hmm. It's not like she's not going to be able to get away with it for the rest of her life. You know what I mean? The sooner the better. So we actually found a pair of tennis shoes that met her needs rather quickly. I was surprised. Was, okay. I got I got to make notes for did myself. She, did she wear them and walk around in them? She and did. Shit? And yes, yeah, she worn them since. Well, no, not yet. But she's. Mm-hmm. It's only been two days. All I'm Maybe saying. It, all I'm saying is, you should have made her wear them constantly. Yeah, she really needs to break them in before the time comes. But like the Dan Skin tennis shoes have a nice wide toe box, which she really needs because she needs to be able to wiggle those toes. God forbid they'd be smushed. But she was mortified because we go over to the stupid sock section and, you know, there's nine bajillion different kinds of socks. And socks are a major issue here because they can't be too tight. They can't be too big. And they can't have the horrible lumps in the toes. So... Thankfully, now they've gotten smart enough with the socks. They have like a like a baggy Ziploc baggy back. Okay. So you can try a sock on. 
That's nice. Yes. So you can put your filthy foot in the sock. No, I made her put it on over her other sock that she that had. That somebody else has already so. had their foot in. Nobody had them. Times. Cut it out. How do you know? I. You don't know. I'm not going to buy 10 packages of socks. Let me tell you Let this. her try them on when she's home and then return them. Uh-uh. Well, let, me, let me say this. The whole idea that you're going to open it, that there's socks that you can now open up to try on, right? That's what you're telling me? Yeah. There's people putting their penises in them. Oh, quit. Regularly. I would say probably every package has at least one sock that's going to be kind of sticky. People are gross. Stop it. People are gross. So anyway, we probably tried on about 20 different kinds of socks, and I was about to tear my hair out when we found, like, the holy grail of OCD socks. They were perfect. I'm almost afraid to let her wash or wear them because I'm going to have to wash them, and I'm afraid they're going to magically change in the dryer and then something's going to happen to them. Because as they are right now, there's no lumps. They fit perfectly. And they're the no-show ones. So she won't be mortified. God forbid anybody sees her wearing socks. Just. If there was a kid like this when we were growing up, we would have killed him. You know that? If OCD or any of these other things even existed when we were kids, we would have picked it. We would have been like chickens with an injured hen in the roost. We would have picked them till they died. Yeah, Do you know that? True. What what happened? I I don't know. I mean seriously, in the last in the last twenty five years, what happened? Because I, I I I did. Our town was small, but nobody had these fucking problems. Nobody had these problems. It it puzzles me. I know. Well, okay. I I I think socks used to fit a heck of a lot better when people made them. And somewhere along the way with this mass production kind of stuff, they take the easy way out instead of worrying about how they fit. And a lot of them are sloppily made. Or do you think they it's have just... They a big lumpy crap uh, on them. Okay. Nobody wants the, that. The socks I had when I was a kid were pure shit. It's not like these were being handcrafted by grandma somewhere. They're, they were Chinese-made bullshit. I really think it's because kids have a choice now. When, when you were growing up, somebody well, threw a pack true. of socks at you and it said, here's your fucking socks. 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 Yeah, here's your fucking yeah. socks. Enjoy them. I don't, I don't like these. There's I don't 9, care. 9,000 different kinds. And there were like 10 different kinds of panties, which was completely mortified. She's like, don't, don't call them that. What do you want me to call them? That's what they are. Your undergarments. <laughs> and shoes were just, these are the shoes your brother wore last year. Enjoy. You know, you didn't yeah. get, I don't know. Aggie, so, I think Aggie knows right. She's in the chat room saying it's crusty hippies are pamper their kids. I think it is. I think we've made our kids weak. Uh, I don't know. But okay, so the underwear, seriously, there's like, Bikinis, thongs, hipsters, boy cut, briefs, low cut briefs. I mean, they're, they're honestly, there's that many kinds. I was like, well, which kind do you prefer? I don't know. I was like, uh uh-uh. uh. So I grabbed some that I thought that you were, thankfully, those are working. But these, now, how about these? They cover your ass and your front butt. Well, that, You're done. She really want. Would you quit saying front butt? <laughs> it's so third grade. Uh, but, I get in trouble when I say cunt. I get in trouble well, you when I say, say slut. I get in trouble when I call gash. When I just fucking make it nice and cute. Now I get in trouble for that too. We're going back to cunt. Enjoy. Stop it. You got it, gash. Move on. So okay, so this all went relatively painlessly until it was time to find gym clothes. <laughs> Because she won't wear shorts and a fucking t-shirt. She wants like yoga pants, but they're not gonna. They don't fit right. Sweatpants? No, no. We don't wear sweatpants. She's gonna wear sweatpants in August and September. She won't wear shorts, right? 
No, she's not going to wear shorts. Then get her sweatpants. See these shorts I have? Get her the fucking sweatpants. Oh, the meshy ones? Yeah, the sweatpants like these. They're not mesh. Don't be. <laughs> People are going to get weird ideas of what I'm wearing. I know. It's going to be a real battle. I don't know. I've got, I'm trying to figure it out. She was like, well, can't you just make me something? Yeah, okay, sure. Why don't you tell me what your, your specifications are? I'm pretty <laughs> sure I can't make a loose-fitting <laughs> unitard that shows absolutely no flesh, whatever kind of contorted body movements you're going to be making. You know what is going to happen? And I say this with all sincerity. You're going to find her out in the yard throwing logs at her leg before school starts, trying to break her leg so she doesn't have to go to gym. She already asked me if she could be exempt. Oh, my God. And I said, no, that doesn't happen. The sooner you get over it, the better. You know, it's just going to happen. It's one of those things. Okay, so now she's all worked up about this stuff. And she's not being terribly pleasant, I will say. Being really? rather snarky every well, time I ask her a question. She only has two modes. Sullen and bitchy. Pretty much. And I, I asked her something. I don't even remember what it was. And she answered me with a total attitude. And I looked at her and said, can you please just answer me with a civil tone of voice? I didn't ask you anything inflammatory. I wasn't right. being hateful or rude to you. So right. I expect a little respect in you return. You just haul off and punch her. I didn't. As as you could. But there was a lady that was like five feet from me. And she was like, mm-hmm. Because she heard her. And that was pretty much the end of that. She did not do it again <sighs> the rest of the time. But now she's like bucking for the makeup thing. I'm so over that. I know, but here's my stance on the makeup. Once they get into middle school, I would much rather do the introduction slowly on my terms than have them sneaking out and putting it on once they get to school. Did I'd rather wear... teach her here how to use it sparingly. Do you wear makeup? No, I don't. Then why do Not your daughters need to wear makeup? Because it's just one of those things. It's like a rite of passage. They look for forward to it tell it's her, like all a part of growing up tell her she's allergic it's like earrings you don't get them you're allergic no i mean my stance on it is is in the sixth grade i, I don't like my kids wearing black mascara i know that's a lot of people wear the dark dark makeup my well, kids are very fair skin i tell them all the time if you use somebody else's makeup like you sneak out and you're gonna put it on somebody else's makeup yes. you will you, you get will, conjunctivitis you'll get eye herpes. Infection. i tell them you get eye herpes yeah your herpes of the eye hole so we start with like the clear mascara because they make clear mascara, but it's important to teach them how to apply it properly. Plus, then it doesn't give them big old, you know, weird looking black eyes. Yeah. So that's all she gets really for sixth grade. She gets Dang. the clear mascara, a little bit of face powder and a tiny bit of blush, maybe some chapstick. And that's the introductory. And she per she accepted that fine. She was fine with that. It was like, give a little that's, bit. Well, that's because keep her. Keep it under control. She's the one of our kids who, she doesn't negotiate. She's just a wedge, right? You say you can have these things. She goes, okay. And then she'll wear that for a week. And then she'll go, okay, now I need to wear this. And she just keeps no. driving the wedge in deeper and deeper. And the next thing you know, she's wearing spandex and dancing on a pole with raccoon Cut it eyes. out. Just saying. Well, here's the thing. You know, you have plenty of parents that go in the opposite direction. You know, either way, either, right. the you know, you're never wearing makeup thing or, you know, just letting them have free reign. And then that's where you get I'm just gonna tell the you. bright blue eyeshadow, the black, black eyeliner and the bright red lipstick because they don't understand what it's really. Can't for. we just can't we just tell more Mormons and we're not allowed? What? I'm, I'm just trying to be realistic. I mean, I don't like it any more than you do, but I mean, she has a desire to wear. I don't honestly think she's going to take the time to put it on all the time. I think she'll find it a big pain in the butt. It, it is a big pain in the butt. It so, is. 
And and nine times out of ten, makeup just look, makes chicks look worse. I mean, sometimes it's okay, but a lot of times it just makes it look worse. Well, I mean, I, I had the discussion with her that I think that makeup is to enhance your natural beauty, not yeah, to cover like, it up. Like in the olden times when chicks would stick bees against their lips until they swell up nice and huge and they would rouge their nipples so you could see them through their clothes. Why don't we have that kind of fun stuff anymore? Cut it out! <laughs> wow. Fucking chillax over there. I don't think there's any reason to, reason to yell at me. Talking about my sixth grade daughter here. I was No, I was not. I was talking about what chicks used to do. I understand. How, was she alive was in the 1700s when the people were stinging their face? No. Unwind your front butt. Jeez. Oh my gosh. This story I found a little threatening to my personal well-being. I oh okay. To some, he is a real life Willy Wonka. To others, he is a Bond style villain bent on taking over the world's supply of chocolate. In a stroke, a hedge fund manager named Anthony Ward has all but cornered the market in cocoa. By one estimate, he has bought enough to make more than five billion chocolate bars. Chocolate lovers here are crying foul into their Cadbury wrappers, and rival traders are crying foul, saying Mr. Ward is stockpiling cocoa in a bid to drive up already high prices so he can sell later at a big profit. His activities have helped drive cocoa prices on the London market to a 30-year high. It's just so weird. (laughs) It is weird, but isn't that the way all of that trade is set up? Okay, it is. But normally your commodity is something that is not, that is, that is needed, right? It's something that you can exert influence over large sectors of the economy. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying chocolate is not important to, I would assume, 25% of the entire female population at any given day is in need of chocolate. But it's not, it's not a game changer, right? Like no, if but- I, if I corner the market on crude oil, I rule the fucking world. Well, that's true, but there's cocoa in many, many things that we use on a daily basis. And even in this economy, people are still highly motivated to purchase a small treat in the form of a chocolate bar. Right. As a form of reward or whatever. They can't really afford anything else, but they're going to still buy chocolate. Okay, but here's the problem with chocolate is a commodity hedge. Okay. You like... Godiva chocolate, okay? Yeah. And I understand that it is tastier than most other kinds of chocolate. And if you're some kind of chocolate snob, you want to tell me about this fucking handmade special cocoa batch that you get from your buddy in Oregon, I don't care. We're, we're talking about mass market chocolate, and Godiva really is probably the best. Fine. Let's say your $3 Godiva bar tomorrow is $8. Right. Well, I'm going to be buying fewer for sure. You're not going to buy any, and you know you won't. You'll just stop. I might still buy one, and I'll just be like Charlie, <laughs> and I'll have my golden bar, yes. and I will ration it out until I can afford to buy another one. But you would go, okay, let me put it this way. You would take a special trip right now, and in fact, you do, to go to the Godiva, the first ever of every month, mm-hmm. get yourself your freebie, and spend $30 on chocolate Yeah, for the month, okay? Yeah. If the $30 you spend now on chocolate gets me now one thing, gets, you, gets you two things. You will stop. You just will. I probably would move to a lower grade. Right. Exactly. 
And if the lower grade stuff got too expensive, you're just like, fuck it. I'm just not going to have it. I'm growing beans in my backyard and <laughs> figuring out how to process it myself, but, right? But that's what I'm saying is when you try to make a hedge on something that people don't have to have, you there is an upper limit on how far you can push the price before people just stop and the price crashes. And now all of a sudden you've got a bunch of shit nobody will buy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think he's up to something else. Like what? I think he's got a plan to have a different girl suck his dick every day. I control all of the chocolate. I will only release it if I am blown. Cut it out. He's a supervillain. Count Cocula. (laughs) What? Cut it out. You know that was funny. I don't know. All I gotta say is I hope, you know, that he will fork over some of that cocoa and not just hoard it till it goes bad because he's holding out for big fundage. I think he's doing something. I don't think the chocolate is the end game. I really don't. And he, he doesn't even explain what he's doing. They interviewed his office. And they're like, I don't know. He just did. He could. So he did. Right. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I don't know what you're trying to do, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's driving up the price of chocolate. I don't think that's his plan. It's something more sinister. I guess we'll find out, won't we? Something more sinister. I'm just telling you. All right, here's my next story. This came to us from Bartonomous. Thank you. They face down humans time and time again, but Fred Phelps and his minions from the Westboro Baptist Church were not ready for the cosplay action that awaited them today at Comic-Con. After all, who can win against a counter-protest that includes robots, magical anime girls, Trekkies, Jedi, and kittens? Unbeknownst to the dastardly fanatics at the Westboro Baptist Church, the good folks of San Diego's Comic-Con, were prepared for their arrival with their own special brand of superhuman counter-protesting, chanting, what do we want? Gay sex. When do we want it? Now! While brandishing ironic and some sincere signs. Simply stated, the eclectic assembly of nerddom's finest stood and delivered. And and that's the kind of thing, I mean, eventually the Westboro people just went home. Because you can't win. You know what I'm saying? When you have that large accumulation of weird... And all of them hate you for some reason. And all they do is stand there and yell louder than you can with the four or five people you have. What's the point? You're just going to go home. Well, what was really their point to begin with? Anytime I think people organize uh, protests, essentially they're to harass people. Well, right. The the Westboro Baptist Church doesn't like anything. They especially don't like the gays. Mm-hmm. And so it's not... Look... I'm not going to say Comic-Con is guiltless. It's probably the largest gathering of people who dress up in costumes and fuck each other. Sure. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. Okay. But I can see how it would offend some sensibilities. Right? Don't go there. Well, that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of things that happen in this world that I'm better off not even knowing that they exist. Right. But and, I, but when I suddenly find out about them, I'm not like beating down doors or, or hunting people down to try to change them what if you found out avoidance works pretty well, well what if you found out down the road in that old building that nobody's using anymore yeah. a, a bunch of furries we're gonna get to we're gonna rent it and every wednesday night they're gonna get together and have little yiffing parties what what would you say to that well i'm not gonna go there and camp out i mean it's not i'm not gonna do go you, and harass do you want them that? either do you want that in your neighborhood no but i'm pretty sure there's plenty of things that i don't necessarily want to happen in my neighborhood that i don't know about that i can't really have control over either i'm not, I'm not saying you should protest. i'm just saying that's what gets people upset though that's what gets people wound up things they don't understand I understand that, but uh, yeah i mean when they go out of their way can they really honestly expect not to meet with some sort of confrontation are they just supposed to walk on by and not say anything in return 
Well, that that's the problem with a lot of these people, though, right? Because let's say, because these are the same people that show up at military funerals and chant about people being gay and hoping that God kills them all. You know what I'm right? talking about? These people thrive on being abused. Okay, like they show up in protest. Let's say they show up in protest at a military funeral and a bunch of military dudes roll over there and beat the shit out of them. Well, they just take that as a sign that God's trying to test their metal, test their resolve. Well, it's just incredibly you know disrespectful when they do that kind of thing. And they they would be incredibly offended if the other group was to come and do the same thing at their well, they, church to right. protest something. But they're they're horrible human beings. That's what it boils down to. They're they're just terrible people. I just think they're misguided. Well, yeah, they're fucking. They're welcome to believe what they want. There are plenty of groups that have odd beliefs or, you know, base things on yeah. religious beliefs. Right. But that doesn't mean they have to cram it down everybody else's throat. Well, but that's the problem with the Jesus people. They like to do the cram. Cut it out. They, they not like to cram everybody it. does. A lot it's, of them. That the, is not true. A lot of you, the whole book says you got to go tell people about this or I won't let you into heaven. I got oh, rules. Wow. You got to tell 10 people and they got to tell 10 people. Christianity's pyramid scheme. Stop it. But the thing that, like I said, I feel bad though because like these guys didn't go home and go, oh man, those nerds beat us down. They just went home with the renewed sense that God really needs them out there. Because you see all that weird shit we got confronted with: booby robots, animal people with their butts hanging out. Here's the thing: I want to tell you this too. Speaking of cosplay, at the World Horror Convention, I think it was just here a couple weeks ago. They had a costume event, and the prize was $1,000. Do you know which costume won? I have no idea. Take a wild guess. I have Hum- no idea. Human centipede. Boo! Oh, well, there you go. 1000 bucks. Well, see, here's the thing, too, is I think people have a misconception about the the comic book conventions. Uh, there are plenty of people that will dress up for that stuff, right? but they don't do it in their daily life. It's not like they're going to the grocery store with their no, costume on no, all the no, time. No, 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 no. You know what I'm saying? Right. And this I is, think that's what some people think is well, that they're right. like that all the time instead of, right. you know, finding some fun in it. Just it's a little bit of I mean, what who's it hurting? Well, that's exactly the thing. A lot of people don't understand the purpose of these conventions is, is so that people in this fandom can get laid. That's why they exist. Well, that's not necessarily it's a big part of it. I like the the costumes just because I appreciate the workmanship that go into them. Oh yeah, there's a lot of people spend all year getting ready for this shit. I mean, they they spend a lot of time on their costumes. Absolutely, and they tend to be highly imaginative, yeah, and frugal in creating their costumes. That's something I appreciate. It's good stuff. So I'm glad people are counter protesting. I hope there's more of it. I mean, really, that's the only way to get anything done. All right, here's my last story. Thanks to the age-old art of bartering, a California teenager became the envy of all of his friends when he pulled into school in a Porsche convertible. Stephen Ortiz, 17, dreamed of one day owning a luxury sports car, a dream that became reality after he posted a used cell phone on Craigslist. My friend gave me a free phone and said, do what you want with it, Ortiz told CNN's America Morning Thursday. So I put it on Craigslist on the barter section. Through a series of shrewd trades, Stephen turned the phone into an iPod Touch, which became a dirt bike, then a MacBook Pro, and then a series of cars, ending up with a convertible Porsche. Good for him! I'm kind of surprised that this isn't what you do. 
Because you have a knack for this kind of stuff. And I'm kind of surprised you haven't started off with, I have a sewing machine. And the next thing you know, we own an entire industrial sewing complex. Well, I might. When we were discussing the story over dinner, thing two was mighty intrigued about it. <laughs> the thing is, this guy pointed out the fact that it took him a long time to do this. He didn't do it in a weekend. Right. And well, it, sure. I mean, it, patience is key. Right. The whole thing is you have to find something that's desirable. And then you have to wait until somebody wants that thing and they have something of greater value to trade for it. Which I, I can totally get because the problem that a lot of people have with bartering is they don't really get it. So when people barter, somebody always feels like they're getting taken advantage of. Not always, but people who don't understand it feel like they're getting taken advantage of. The whole point is. It's not how much you value something. It's how much the other person values it. That's how this guy took a MacBook Pro, which is really only worth a couple thousand bucks, and traded it for a, tr a truck that was probably worth four or $5,000. Right. The guy had a truck that he didn't need. He needed a MacBook Pro. So even though he really got kind of the short end of the stick, he still feels good about it. He's like, oh, I got what I needed. Exactly. Well, I think really thing two was interested in the fact that he got a car because she really wants a car and she needs something small because she's so teensy tiny and she really wants to learn how to drive. So I, I think really the biggest skill in this is number one, being patient. Number two, knowing the value of things. Right. And um, always trading up. Yeah. And it's usually finding, you know, you got to match up with the right person who right. has something that's sitting around that is actually worth more than the item that you have up for trade. But, you know, they value your item more because they could actually use it. Right. Yeah. And that's the whole thing. You're just looking for ways to get what you need. That's it. That's all you're trying to do. So I'll be curious to see. I think this is going to happen more and more frequently. The bartering thing. Only because cash is becoming a, a pain in the ass to deal with. People don't have a lot of cash now. But they exactly. have shit that they would be happy to trade. Right. So I don't know. Like, I'd be willing to trade an hour of me talking to somebody for them giving me a car. That seems fair. Well, you know, services and um, abilities. Like, if you can teach someone how to do something, those, yeah. are, those are barterable as well. I wish my skill was actually, it's very frustrating. I've been trying to do several things with my writing, and I'm very frustrated because people don't fucking value it the way they should. Right? They're like, I need somebody to help me oh, that's uh, fix up my business proposal because I talk like a fucking moron. And they send it, and it looks like it was written by a monkey with a fistful of feces. And I respond and say, this is going to need a lot of work. I could do it for, you know, 250 bucks. And their response is, I need someone to do it for $15. $15. It's just writing. Well, that's true. I mean, take, people take sewing for granted as well. I think it's simple until they do it themselves. Yeah. But still. But, see, but like I, you. I, I, you I want to hear more you stories could, like this. You could trade sewing for a lot of things. A lot of things. I agree. You shouldn't get on it. I think I will. Oh, and I'm going to quick uh, interject a little info here. Somebody had a couple of requests for where to purchase the Satan. It wasn't somebody. It was Jane. There were a couple of requests. Oh, okay. Sure. I just and, uh, asking if I made it myself. No, I haven't made it myself, although I'm perfectly aware of the fact that you can. I, I, I would be curious to see how that yet. would work out. 
Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure if I'm up because it seems like experiment. it would be cheap. Like it seems like Probably. you could make buckets of seitan. Yeah, I mean, probably. We'll have to look into it. I don't know. I might. Uh, Let's do it anyway. tonight. Let's have a couple drinks and make seitan tonight. I don't think we have what you need. Wheat. For it yet. You have wheat. Flour. You have flour. You don't. Need, I don't have that kind of flour. I have refined flour, which is not the right kind of flour. No. Kroger's open almost twenty four hours a day. I think we have to go to, to Whole Foods. I anyway, I haven't made it myself, but I have found it in the sliced form and cubed form at both Whole Foods and Kroger. So you just got to look around uh, to the Whole Foods section, usually where the tofu and yeah, and some if of you, the organic items are. If you don't find it at your Kroger, that's because you're shopping in the poor neighborhood. You need to move to a more yeah, you might area. yeah. That's, it's it's that's very true. aggravating. There are, people. I don't think a lot of people know this. There's two very different kinds of Krogers. Okay, there's the middle class Kroger, which doesn't have shit and it looks like crap, right? It's it's a really shitty looking low rent kind of bullshit. And then there's the Kroger for rich people, which has all the same stuff and it's not any more expensive than your shitty Kroger. Only they also have about a thousand things you don't have. Right. It's nicer things that you don't have access to in your shitty Kroger. That makes me mad. It is kind of irritating. But anyway, there you go. If they want to call us, they can call our <laughs> Google line at 214-267-9899. Just go ahead. They can email us at rwtyshow at gmail.com. All right. What else? Keep going. Our sponsors Amazon. You rock. They can juice us on blueberry.com. Vote for us on Podcast Alley. How's that? We're not there yet. Hi, this is Thing One. Thanks for listening to my parents' podcast. Why not take a second to review their show at TalkShoe.com? And I'm Thing 2. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the feed at www.arewetheryetpodcast.com. This is Thing 3, signing off for all of us at Are We There Yet. Vote for us at podcastelly.com.